Welcome, welcome, welcome to No Tech Talk. We're back at it again with another episode. I'm feeling so much better from last week. Uh, if you heard the last episode, I was just kind of in my feels. I know I'm usually pretty happy and excited and, you know, on one pretty much. But last week, man, like just kind of got to me. So, but I hope you kind of gleaned something from it and enjoyed it. Um, today, I have a very special guest. I'm going to do her bio here in a second. She has a very professional bio. Let me just say that first. It's, it's, when she sent it to me, I was like, wow, look at you. You're right? Uh, but it, it, I knew she had more to uh, add to it. But, you know, sometimes you got to, like, shorten it up, right? But she, she got the meaty, the grits of it. But we have a, an author here today. Um, but just a reminder as well, just to stay positive through all of this. I think that this particular episode, because it got pushed back, uh like two or three times because it was my fault but i still think it was a pushback on purpose because i had to get that out and i was sad and the book is called uh god the graphic designer and i was reading through it actually through all of that stuff and prior to me recording it and it made me feel so much better so i'm gonna say that was god's timing right it was also me having to work through my schedule and work but i would still say it was god's timing anyway so we have uh l'oreal henderson here and she starts off with a quote in her bio saying that passion, faith, and creativity are the beliefs to live by when it comes to dreaming. And at that belief, she has carried to what it's carried her to what she has, uh, what she is today. She was born and raised in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, Henderson made it her mission to always be driven by her dreams and never complacent in her pursuit. As a graduate of Austin Peay State University with a bachelor's in art and education, she has used her artistic talents to aid her spiritual gifts. We're going to talk about those too, because the girl can draw. The girl can, she, hey, she a whiz with the graphic design. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, this is not, this not only allowed her to express her true artistry and her craft, but also gain a deeper relationship with God. Her work is a reflection of her true identity, and it continues to be fueled by the support of her family and close friends. So with all that being said, Welcome. What's up, man? How What's you doing? Up? Do to put the applause right there? How you doing? Good. Appreciate um, it, man. I, I'm doing good. My stomach hurting. I think I, I drank uh -oh. too much the other day. That's not good. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, <laughs> I got my Topo Chico right here. And it's making what is that? Oh, top, man. This is a shameless plug. Topo Chico, y'all need to pay me for this. But it's like mineral carbonated water. Huh. Okay. Yes. I always drink it. It makes me burp. And it makes me like, it? It's like ginger ale with all the sugar. Okay, so it's like one of those home home remedies. You know, some people me, say no drink ginger ale. Remedy. Yeah. Okay, that'll work. That'll work. Cause they, what's the old old ginger ale they used to they used to give Gen you? Canada Rock or something. Canada Dry, and then there was another. It's some Buffalo Rock. I couldn't find no Buffalo Rock today. Really? Cause the Canada Dry. Canada Dry. It got like fifty grams of sugar, and I'm trying to you know oh. watch my sugar yeah, I'm intake. Not, I'm I'm not there yet. <laughs> I'm not I'm there look, yet. I'm, I'm trying, but it's a process. Um, just to kind of give people an idea, uh, L'Oreal is a multifaceted like individual, and I'm gonna give a shout out because the the logo that you see as you were looking at, or listening to the podcast or on the website, she did that. All right, she did that. And every time, like, you know, you see people on Facebook and everything, like, tag a graphic designer, tag this, that, and the third. I'm like, nah, I already sent it. LST Designs, baby. LST I appreciate Designs. it, man. Yeah, I it appreciate was it. No, work. it's all love. I appreciate it. I'm so glad you like it. It's all love. Like, you and T are my family, so mm -hmm. I had no problem, 
you know, working with you guys and obviously being, you know, being like family. It yeah. was nothing. So I'm I'm really glad that you guys liked it. When did you realize that you could draw, like draw, draw? Oh, man. Um, from when I was a kid, honestly, as as early as I can have, mem- as early as I have memories, I mm. remember drawing. Actually, my you can't see my office, but in my office, I actually have my first drawing that I ever did. And my parents saved it as what a kid. What was it? Um, it's just stick figures of It's probably an advanced stick figure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, to some people, they're not sticks. They're circles. So, you, gotta, you know, maybe that's Can you, can you draw like a perfect circle? You know how people can say like freehand a perfect circle pretty much? I can't freehand, but I can make it look like it was freehanded maybe. Ooh. You know, but okay. I, you know, it. <laughs> practice who knows yeah, but my hey. parents thought it was great so i kept it and you know ever since then i've, I've always known that there mm-hmm. was something to art it was more than just you know drawing and just doing something for fun or like you know when we would be in class they would yeah. tell people hey let's do this it, i always knew there was something to it but my parents helped me tap into it more the only thing up. i ever drew was uh stick figures of course I used to draw them Dragon Ball Z figures, like the like hey, Goku. That's what's up. Yep. But yep, I can yep, never get the did. face right. You know, I do like the muscles and the hair, but I couldn't. But that was the most important part anyway, because the facial expression <sighs> was, was changing trash. all the time anyway. It's okay. <laughs> well, art, I consider myself a professional doodler. So when I'm in class yeah. or something, I just go in on the sticky notes and, and I just like, I do like all the logos and stuff for my phone. So I do like an Instagram logo. I'm good at like shapes, buildings, that's fine. you know. That's fine. <laughs> So how did you how did you evolve into like you know because we're gonna get to your book here in a second sure. but just to kind of shout you out on the uh, the graphic design piece which ties perfectly ironically with yeah. the book right yeah um how did you well what made you want to start the business or how did you sure. say hey you know because you know you grow up draw me you know do this like, you do little stuff yeah. here and there but what what made you kind of really want to monetize it because it's official sure. right. The contracts, right. yeah. you know, that, let's, let's not downplay it because that's what people are going to think. Well, you just know her. She just does No, like the contract is tight. You know, the, the work is official and it's a variety because a lot of graphic designers only have kind of like one trick ponies. They just got like that mm-hmm. one thing. She's yeah. very diverse. So how did you get into that? Appreciate it. Yeah. So growing up, um, my parents put me in private Christian schools growing mm-hmm. up. So a lot of the stuff that I was in taking it, it was great but i took to art specifically and i had a middle school teacher i think her name was miss thomas i wish i could find her on facebook but i have no idea where she is but she was yeah. a huge she played a huge part in helping me develop as an artist because before i met her it was just kind of doodling here and there mm-hmm. but she's the first person that helped me get into portraiture which to me graphic i mean graphic design is also something that i do but i would say my niche would definitely be drawing And I started doing portrait drawings. Um, I started doing pictures of dogs and family members. And it got to where a lot of people were like, hey, I'll pay you to do this. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, maybe this there's something to this. And I used that. But by the time I when I when I transitioned into college, you know, you realize, okay, you're not the only person that can draw when you're sitting in an art studio, you know, and it it advanced to not just drawing portraiture, but figure drawing and all different things. And Mm -hmm getting exposed to a whole world of art that you're not used to, okay. it kind of created that, it, it, it enhanced the dream that I already had in my head. Like I always knew, you know, my, both my parents are registered nurses, so they grew up, help, I grew up watching them help people. And so you didn't and, get into the medical field? 
Absolutely not. I don't do blood. <laughs> I don't do things that fall out the body. Like that's not. That's you not had a stomach me. for it. No, no, man. But but the care that my parents have. You know, okay. my dad worked in the ER, and my mom, um, she did OB for a while, and then did um other types of healthcare. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I still wanted to help people. I wanted to help people, but I wanted to use my art to help people as a, use my art as a tool to be able to help in a, in a yeah. different way. So how they have scalpels and all these other things, I wanted to use my pencil and mm. my computer and different things to change lives. And so when I got to college, that actually helped me push the dream that I had. And going when you're in, when you're in art school, it's not just about drawing. You have to experience a wide range of um, a wide range of mediums. So like yeah. painting, photography, all these different things. And like me, clay work too. Fit. Like the physical yeah, aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was amazing because my degree is in art education, but I also have a psychology minor to where there was a point where I wanted to do art therapy as well. So I couldn't figure What's out the art avenue therapy? or the lane. So art therapy is a, is a way, it, it's just in the words. It's basically you would be going to therapy but you're using art as a way to express yourself. Really? A lot of people, the best, the best example people would use would be, you know, if you have a child who's struggling mm-hmm. at home, you would have them draw a picture, you know, hey, tell me about your, draw me a picture of what your family looks like. And, you know, so and there's the stuff that I see on it. TV, the scary stuff though, like the little kid drawing like the yeah. mom killing the sister or something. I mean, it's probably not far <laughs> off. And like, obviously, like my degree is not in that. So I'm not. I'm, I'm just not saying. Put that, that out there, we, man, we was watching some episode, like a new Amsterdam or something. And the girl, yeah, she was yeah. doing the same thing with Iggy. If you yeah. watch the show, Iggy is like my favorite character. And uh, I mean, she was real sweet. But I think like her, uh, she like choked her brother out or something. It was real oh, dark. Yeah, it was crazy. But they, uh, Iggy had her draw, which kind of makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And I mean, it was some dark stuff. <laughs> yeah and it it just depends i mean like for me i i knew that you know what with, with that career everything you know anything could come up but yeah. i knew that between all these different careers you know i could i could i would find my way and i started graphic design because with my sorority i'm a member of zeta phi beta sorority incorporated okay, shout out to okay. you guys shout out to you guys <laughs> um but i wanted to help the organization you know Mm -hmm. at the time i had different roles but you know when you're in college and you're trying to promote things that you're doing on campus to make change and effect there yeah you know you're wanting to have stuff look decent so i started off honestly just doing flyers for the sorority for free you know and and it just being a part of that but then as i progressed after i graduated i realized okay well i want to be able to affect change in my community how can i do that let me help people who are actually trying to bring change so my way of helping was helping other organizations um, doing different work with church groups. Um, I did work with Zach Boog out in Nashville. Hey. I almost had an opportunity to work with Fantasia, but some stuff fell through. But it, it's been a journey. And I realized that, you know, with graphic, with graphic arts, that there was a lot of opportunity there. And mm-hmm. it just, it's not, I don't just do graphic design, but I have a lot of things that I do personally as an artist because yeah. it helps me express myself and Get out the things that the I The first one I saw, I remember early back was that, uh, I think it was a ballerina, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one um, got, she, it was really, which, really good. We yeah, need to put I, that uh, in the description or some like a link to it or something. It's absolutely, like, it, yeah. It was like almost like realism. Like I thought it was like almost like a picture when I saw it. When she showed yes, it to me. I, I love realism. I'm, okay. I'm not so much an abstract person. Abstract art is awesome. I, you know, <laughs> shout out to people who do it, but it's subjective. So it's yeah. all about what you what you think it is and your interpretation. But for me, 
I like to reflect what I see, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I feel like that's my strongest point. And I like to, I like to draw and create things that make an impact on me and inspire me. And okay. so a lot of my art is, is also, it also ties into my writing. Um, because when I was in high school, I had a professor, you know, I, I took English and I'm, I'm pretty decent at English, but mm-hmm. I didn't like it at first. And the guy was saying, you know, do journaling and all that. And I was doing it before. Mm-hmm. which is how I got stuff for the book. Um, but when he allowed me to be able to add in my drawings in the middle of my journals, I think that. Yeah. Like, I remember we talked about that. that in the book, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, For yeah. sure. So one thing I noticed too, was the, the first thing that draws me to this book is the, the cover. It's like a drawing pad. Yeah. Am I, am I, am I tripping? Yeah. I remember it's like it's, the texture of the book is like, what yeah. is it? So for me, growing up, I hated reading. I'm gonna be upfront, 100. percent Me too. I hated. Well, I hated reading. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I had a learning disabilities growing up, and that's mm-hmm. you know, I'm a dyslexic, and I had dyscalculia and all that. So it's okay. a issue with you know words and math and all that mixed into one. I hate word problems. When I saw that, me. I was like, I have to have Bro, that man. math one too. I looked it up. Yeah. I was like, listen. Yeah. I tell My people all the time. Go ahead. Me. Yeah, my parents tested me because I that nobody believed in and they couldn't understand why, you know, we I had tutoring, all these different coursework and it still didn't work. <laughs> and so for me, I wanted to for for somebody who picks up the book and they have never read a day in their life, like they really like casually, right? Yeah. Everybody's read some of reading this books, half people. Y'all probably skipped it anyway. I know I did, but <laughs> to, to intentionally pick up a book, I mm-hmm. wanted every single aspect of it to be something that you would remember from the way that you feel what you see mm. and what you're reading, you know, and try to tap into as many senses as I could. And I was like, you know, what if I did like a matte finish? Because most books you get are like real glossy or yeah. like they wanted to stick materials. out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I wanted it to be something that you could like a little black book that you could put in your back pocket or your purse. And take yeah. It. Were you, you scared know? to write your first book? This is, is this the first book, right? This is the first book that people know about. Yes. Oh, my, my very first book. I, I was in, I mean, it's, it's it's really crazy. I was in the um, fantasy and I wrote something in middle school and I had an English teacher that liked it, but I never did anything with it. When you, she told when me you get famous, it. it's going to be one of them things before the, the fame type books. Yeah. You, you early releases. Know. You get a hold on. Right. <laughs> right. I still got it, man. It's got dust all over, but I still got it. <laughs> how do you, um, how do you, how do you make up in your mind that I want to write a book? Because everybody has something to say, but um, I looked up a bunch of different times for how to write one, but. Yeah. It don't matter how the book becomes or, you know, how, how the book came into fruition. You did it. And it. Right. How do you even start that? <laughs> so I'm going to be this going to sound real cliche to people listening. Like, oh, no. But legit, I felt <laughs> as though this was God telling me to write a book like I, that's never been. You can ask Terrence, my husband, you can ask yeah. me or anybody in my close circle. I, that's not something that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize what I was already doing was a book. And what I mean by that was when I was younger, um, a lot of the ways for me to cope alongside of my creative art, like the visual art, I would do um, journaling. Okay. And my, my god sister, Audra, she would get me involved in, you know, having a journal to just express myself. And I'm like, well, what if I want to put something in there that I don't want people to know? Or what if it's good? She's like, put mm. every emotion that you have. Yes. in the journal yeah. and it started off being therapeutic then I kept going and I'm like well maybe this would be dope you know I when I was younger I found little love notes from my mom and all that so I'm like oh man this was nice to be mm-hmm. able to see what your parents were thinking back then you know 
and so it was like, well, I can keep doing this and give it to my my kids, mainly my daughter. Mm-hmm. And then it and then it grew into more of okay, this is me really using my life to change people. And the turning point for me of how I knew that it was supposed to be a book, I had just me and Terrence had just relocated to Nashville. Yeah. And we were in a transition, and I got a job. Bro, I got fired from that job two mm-hmm. weeks into it, and <laughs> it was it was horrible. And I, I got I got to the job, and and the job was boring. I won't call names. I won't say anything like that. But right. the job just had me doing something very simple and tedious, and uh, it didn't work for me mentally. So <laughs> my way of coping, <laughs> I would have a notebook, and I would just sit there and doodle my thoughts, and mm-hmm. draw my thoughts, and write my thoughts out, and for two weeks straight. You know, and then towards the end of those two weeks, I realized that what I was writing, I think I even said it out loud. I was like, man, these feel like chapters to a book. Like, yeah. like I'm trying to outline something. Right. Mm-hmm. And then right after that, I got fired. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> God, you, are you are you serious right now? Like, what? Do you, why would you put me in this position? And yeah. then this happened, you know, but I honestly believe that that job was I was only there for those two weeks to outline the chapters for the book and, and to know that that was God really speaking to me. Because I was able to, I, I think you said in one of your podcasts, you know, being in a quiet space where you were riding the car, mm-hmm. you had it completely silent. Yeah. In that in that office, it was completely silent. So I had nothing but opportunity to be able to hear silence. And I think that opened up the opportunity for me to be able to hear God in a different way than I was used to. And so, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, something you talked about in the book too, about distractions, uh, to kind of touch on that as well. Um, for me, I'm always playing music. I'm always got something going, you know, yeah. I'm always talking. Right. And so like, I just had to get to a point to where, uh, I had to be quiet. Cause I feel like the thing that you yeah. hate the most is the thing that mm-hmm. grows you. Right. And for me, it was, yeah. si- I hate silence. Like, cause yeah. I'm always thinking I need to probably practice a little bit more talking to myself, right now. <laughs> but, um, God, I was just saying it in the last episode as well. Uh, he'll he'll talk to you and if you because people just expect him to be like go left go right do this yeah, right yeah. no it's just small little inklings you know yeah and then you start to kind of separate your voice from god's voice and right. uh it's very it's very simple but you just gotta listen uh just kind of remind people about that and you you touched on that a couple of times too in the book yeah. uh god the graphic designer i mean it's almost like a perfect title Right. right <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying for you, right? For you, it's, it's like taking who you are, what you do, your passion, making mm-hmm. it into a book, and they're kind of feeding each other. So, did it like, did it just aha moment? Like, where did that come from? I legit had a dream. Terrence calls me Coretta Scott because I wake up like, babe, I, I, I had a dream, babe. Let me tell right. you, take my dream. And he's like, seriously, not today. And I, I legit was, I had a dream. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized it for me, a lot of the times for me to, for me to be able to comprehend certain stuff, I got to be able to relate it to something else. Okay. So like I, I'll use a lot of analogies or different things to be able for my mind to be able to relate. And I was sitting there like, man, you know, I was working on a design at the time and I'm like, wow. I said, wouldn't it be dope if you thought of me actually being designed and the whole process that I mm. do to create somebody's logo or design or photograph whatever it is that I'm creating for somebody yeah that same process was put into creating me and creating my purpose and 
I wanted to share that with people. You know, God, God is my graphic designer. He designed me specifically for a purpose and for a reason. And mm-hmm. in that design, there's so many intricate, you know, angles and ways. And there's so many processes that, that he went through to create me. And with everything that I went through, with everything that I've gone through, I wanted to share because, you know, I'm not, I'm not a believer that, you know, one person can say something and that's it. You know, everybody yeah. has a different story. And I wanted to share mine from a perspective of just a regular average everyday person. I'm not a pastor. I'm not, you know, anything specifically. I'm, you know, all the titles that people normally would go for when they're looking for somebody to be inspired, to be inspired by. For me, I just wanted to use an an everyday girl who went through things. And I want to use what I went through as a guide for somebody else to be able to take from it. You know, if Mm. you don't take from it, share it with somebody else. Um, But my, my mother always instilled in me to, do everything with a purpose. So if you're mm. going to do something or you do it with a purpose and it, it's funny how it started off because my mom to this day doesn't even remember what she said, but we grew up in a household where my mom, my grandfather was military. Mm. So my mama kind of adapted that and you would know all about it. Well, of course. So they, they, were, they, were, they were pretty strict, but my, you know, we had everything broke out. It was me and okay. my brother and my, co- my cousin lived with us um, pretty much all his life. And when I, when we were young, we all had um, chores assigned and my mom, I don't know about your household, but my mom would always write the chores or everything on the back of a bill. Everybody's stuff. Here's trays. There's Lori. Mm, it was just me everything. for the most part. I'm out of I'm so, out of five. They had my dad had me. He was 41, so I was pretty much the only really? child. Yeah. Oh man. Well, we <laughs> we school. had so many chores. It was crazy. But my mom, I, for some reason, I always got stuck with the kitchen, mm. and I hated sweeping. So I would always like sweep stuff like up underneath the table so she couldn't see it. There it you didn't go. work. <laughs> she she would find a way, but she was like L'Oreal. She's like, I don't care what you're doing. She's like, you're not sweeping. You're not sweeping hard enough to get the dirt up. You know, you got to do what you got to do to move it to the other side. And I'm like, mama, that makes no sense. She's like, you need to sweep with a purpose. I said, first off, who says that? I said, mom, that makes no sense. She said, it does. Uh-huh. Everything you do in life, it needs to be done with a purpose. It needs to put, you need to put action to everything that you do. Wow. And so for me, it just became a model that I, I never really shared it with anybody. I just kept it with me. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever I do, if I'm creating, if I'm living, if I'm, you know, in my marriage with my daughter, everything that we do, everything that I do needs to be with a purpose because Mm -hmm. that's the way God intended it to be, you know, and if I'm walking in the way that he would have me, you know, it's going to be in the right direction. You know, everybody makes mistakes, but those mistakes also have purpose in helping you understand who you were, why you were going through it. You know what I mean? Did you feel yourself? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. Did you feel yourself growing as you were writing the book? Cause I felt like yes. a kind of a, a evolution when I was reading. Yeah, it. like uh, absolutely. I'm, not, you know what? I consider myself like a critiquer, right? <laughs> I'm that yeah. guy at the movies that'll critique. The, it's a, it's a seven point two out of ten. You know? Yeah. Same yeah. thing with reading. Um, being in theology school, they teach you how to read again. And mm-hmm. what I'm saying that is, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. So they give me an, they give you an example because they have, they give you so much material to read because in theology it's just about L'Oreal said this and and Scholar J said that and so and so said right and so it's really like no definite like some stuff definite in the Bible it's really just about what yeah. the last you know scholar said in the last two hundred years about the color right. of Moses' <laughs> sandals or something right. <laughs> I mean it's, it's sometimes it's super random um, but they they teach you so like when you it's kind of like a scholarly reading. So like you read the first paragraph, you read the last paragraph and then you read it's kind of in the middle and then you read the whole chapter. 
That's how I yeah. read stuff now. Because you, oh, okay. you know, you, you know, you, you know how the beginning is, you know, you're going and then you're able to comprehend it quicker and you them reading quicker as well. So, so, oh, so similar to that. And so, but when I was reading it, it was hard for me to do that because that was a legit like steps. It was like evolution yeah. where it is. And I could tell like, um, and I think it's an interesting way that you wrote it. And now that you said you kind of, uh, you had like journal writing, you yeah. can tell kind of once you, now that I know that. Mm-hmm. But it's not like it's everywhere, but it's like, oh, okay. This, this is like, it's like a particular set of moments. It's like a moment in your life. This is a right. moment in your life. Oh, okay. Now it's like coming together. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting, but it was refreshing if nothing else, because I'm just used to that. I appreciate structure. it. Yeah. Yes. It was cool. Um, red dot moments. Yes. So yes. What, what's a red dot moment? So I, the best way that I could put it um, would be, so my, my, one of my high school professors said it when we were at uh, I think it's like the end of the year you know well for our class we would do like camping trips and I think we were at a camping trip at a bonfire and he was trying to make a point to us I have no idea what it was but basically Mm -hmm. the red dot would be where you are in your life where you are in your purpose in relation to where God would have you however you want to take that wherever you are and the best analogy that I could use for it and, and what he used was when you're at the mall and you're new to the city, you've never been to this mall before, but you need to buy some shoes, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to go and find the, the closest shoe store. So when you look on the map, you're trying to figure out where the red dot is to figure out where you are and in relation to how far that is to where you have to get to. So it's mm-hmm. a journey, you know, and, okay. and the red dot was basically about being able to always keep yourself in check and figuring out where you are in relation to where you're supposed to be going. And oh. it, it okay. stuck with me when I was when I was younger and I was like, man, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this, but this just feels like I'm going to need this later on. So let me mm-hmm. write it now. Like I'm, I'm a huge note taker. I, yeah. I love taking notes because it also helped me retain. And I realized in the process of writing this book, it was twofold. Yeah. I'm telling the story of how I got to where I am, but those story, those same stories that I went through, I'm actually reteaching myself when I would have moments of weakness. I'm currently living. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and so those red dots, it just kind of, came full circle and I, I don't know that I, I realized that I'm taking notes throughout my life I realized I was taking notes throughout my life mm. and if I really sat down to just kind of organize the thoughts and the, and the journals because they're all like by years by months and all that mm-hmm. but when I put it all in order wow these are legit chapters and see or, or if you want to look at it as a, from a spiritual aspect these are seasons of my life that I've been through and what did I learn in each season that's brought me through and so for some people, it's distractions that, that they're able to get their greatest revelation, revelation rest, yeah. whatever. For me, it was legit in my struggles where I learned the most about who I was, you know, spiritually, mentally, and all those things, mm-hmm. you know. And the red dot really kept me accountable and in, in knowing where I, where I was in, in relation to where I was going. Okay. So. That's fire. That's right. I'm not, I'm, try, I'm not trying to get too much of the book, but it, you know, it was, no, yeah, yeah. I took notes. You know, I was of course, paying attention. Of course. <laughs> I thought I thought about Call of Duty. That was the first thing I thought about. Red dot, red yes. dot, right? Focus, right in the head. Yeah. How? Right? No. Yeah. <laughs> Another. I no, I get it because I play Call of Duty too. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, we gotta play. Yo, oh, Another one that was big, and I highlighted this one and put a sticky note was, you said that it was the power of my physical gifts aiding my spiritual gifts that made the idea complete together. They made up the foundation of my purpose. Yes. 
I need you to unpack that for me, please. Absolutely. Yeah. So that, <laughs> that took me a while to get, I, I had to go through a lot of things that are, you know, of course in the book, but I had to go through a lot of things and really sitting down and having a conversation with who I was mm-hmm. and, and who, who God called me to be. So the difference of what, I would like to do versus what I'm called to do or what I'm supposed to do in my life to be able to, you know, really live on purpose. And for me, um, I, sorry, I got distracted. Hold on. Are you good? Put the commercial right here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Hold on. Sorry. Say, what was your question again? I wanted you to unpack um, the statement. So it was the power of my physical gifts aiding my spiritual gifts that made the idea complete. And then you said together they made up the foundation of my purpose. I'll read it again. That's good. (laughs) Okay. So, yeah. So when I, when I, it all started when I began my company in 2012, Mm -hmm. I, I believe that, okay, I'm supposed to use my art. This is my way. This is what I'm supposed to do. There's no way he would give me all these different gifts and it not be art, right? This is what I'm supposed to do in my life. Cool, boom, I got it. I know purpose. Wrong. That was (laughs) not it (laughs) whatsoever, you know? And I I did graphic design for years Mm -hmm. and worked with so many different companies and it gave me great experience, but I still felt a void. And I'm like, what what is it? You know, and as I grew and started- Can you describe that a little bit? I'm excited about this. I'm gonna gonna cut you off a bunch of times. I apologize, but purpose is like my my big thing for me. Yeah. Um, I struggled for a long time, like crying for a Mm -hmm. long time because I'm like, man, like same way, God, you gave me all this stuff that I'm good at, Yeah. but you know how they say, um, what is it? I'm a master of none. I'm a jack of all trades with a master of none or something like that. Like I'm good at a lot of stuff, but I never felt like fulfilled. So what did that, I want to stop right there. What did that emptiness feel like? Because I want people to kind of relate to that. Uh, you ain't gotta like go deep. Right. But just kind of. So for me, it, I, I would, I, I can only speak from the art side of it because that's yeah. what it kind of came to, but I would do all of the, I would create something for somebody. I would make a logo and they would be so pleased. And I knew that it's like the moment that they saw it, they were able to operate in their purpose mm-hmm. by something that I created. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. I feel so great for you. I'm so happy for you. That's awesome. Yeah. But what about me? Cause I'm still not wow. feeling okay. like whole, you know, I'm still, it's, it, I was missing something and I couldn't put my finger on it. Mm-hmm. And I, I went to this church. I, I went well back to my home church to visit because I was back and forth in college and yeah. there was this pastor. I can't remember his name, but he, he said, it'll be uncomfortable to be unlimited and to basically have to wait on your calling. And so mm-hmm. for me, I, I was like that. I was like uncomfortable. Wow, that's a word. Like, nobody's ever said it that way. To have so much potential and things built up to where you know, oh man, oh my gosh, I know I'm supposed to be doing something better with my life. Yeah. But not yet. But not yet. And and when is and when is yet? You know what I mean? When mm-hmm. when am I going to get there? And how is it going to be used? So for me, I one of my struggles was I had a tendency to, okay, I know I'm supposed to do this, but God is taking too long. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm tired of waiting. So I'm gonna just go do it myself. And so I filled the void with more art, with more things that I thought that was, that I was supposed to be doing. I'm like, well, I know art is my, 
art is part of my purpose. So I'm just going to keep doing art. You know, I kind of had, you would get this because you're in theology. I kind of had a, a Saul mentality. Yeah. You know, I didn't, I didn't want to <laughs> wait. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate. And I was like, you know, this, this isn't healthy. And there was a point where with my company, it kind of took a break. And mm -hmm. I needed to, I, I realized I was pouring out so much stuff and I got drained. And in that, me taking a rest, I realized that my, I, I was looking at it wrong. My art was supposed to be used as a tool for the spiritual gift. You know, as I took a rest and took a break, people would start asking me different things about my life and how I overcame it. And I realized, you know, what my spiritual gift was to be able to motivate and encourage people. And okay. I'm like, wait a minute. You know, how does this tie in? I know I thought I was supposed to be doing art. And, and it was God's way of saying, you are. That's supposed to be your tool. What, what I gave you physically is always supposed to aid in what you're going to. And for okay. me, you know, I, I, I looked at it like, okay, well, look at all these different people that were blessed with something amazing. You know, Martin was blessed to be able to speak to people. Mm -hmm. you know, that, was his, that was his gift physically, but he was able to give spiritually in, in different aspects Moses yeah. he had a staff that was his gift right yeah. here on earth but yeah. his you know he he was leading sheep but not realizing that later on he'd be leading people you know what I mean wow so yeah. for me yeah it was like okay L'Oreal you're doing all this art and it's great but what if you use your art to glorify God what if you stop using it to make yourself look good oh wow yeah. L'Oreal's a great graphic designer instead of wow L'Oreal used her art to change my life and put me in the right path to, towards my purpose. Cause nobody, right. it, it's really hard to find purpose. You know, it's a daily walk. It's a journey. You know what I mean? But for me, I got to where I'm like, what is it that makes me, what is it that like lights a fire under my skin to where it bothers me so much that I have to change it, you know, and me seeing people complacent, all the different things that I went through. I, first of all, I had so many jobs. It's crazy. Yeah. But in the, all those jobs, it's taught me and it's given me the eye to be able to see so many different things that people struggle with. Mm. But one of the, one of the common things that I saw was people just being so complacent, you know, and it's a broad statement, but they were complacent in their mindset. They were complacent in jobs. They were just mm -hmm. people, just, everybody was just so stuck. And I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm supposed to speak to that because at one point I, I could have gotten stuck. You know, but my, you know, my parents would always say I'm, I'm very determined. I'm, I keep going I, because for me, I can't stop because if I stop, there's, there's no point. I have okay. to keep pushing, you know, and I realized that with my art using, instead of you just using my art as just, you know, whatever it is, putting that, putting that to good use and actually using it to glorify him and using my art to change lives in a different way. To actually change lives, not aid in somebody else's change, but to legit yeah. make a change in somebody's life, whether it's visually. But this was my this was my way of stepping into, I'd say, my purpose and using my words and my art full circle. You know, everything that you see with the book, I created, you know, yeah. from the cover all the way to the words designing the book. And that was for me, that was God's way of using everything that I had for his purpose, because after I graduated, it's mm -hmm. really hard to find a graphic design job anywhere. It, it, it's a very competitive market market. So I'm like, okay, Laura, I went to college for all these years and I got all this debt. Can I, can I give the degree give back and something. get my money back? Yeah. Right. I'm like, what, what is it? What's going, what is going on? And he's like, no, I want you to use everything that you learned, but I want you to use it for me. You know? Mm. And that was something that I had to come to terms with. That pivot you know? point. And yeah. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I realized I'm like, okay, this is a journey. It's not just something that's going to happen overnight. 
you know, and, and it's a process just like he designed me and it was a process that it's going to take me that to be able to, you know, fully get to where he will have me. You yeah. Know, if the, hopefully that answers your yeah, question. Yeah, definitely. Did you ever feel like in that, like when you saw people being complacent, that he was like, okay, well, I see that, you know, you're complacent, you're in this moment, you could, you could benefit from doing something else. But did you ever say to yourself, like, who's going to help me out? Who's going to give me the advice? You know, who's going to support me through all the stuff that I'm going through, right? That's the frustrating yes part. And, yes and no. Yeah. Yes and no. Because I had to reevaluate my circle. I had a lot of people that were just there. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily bad influences, but they were just weight. Like, if you're not adding, yeah. you know, not that they were bringing me down, but they weren't really adding to me. So once I got rid of the weight, mm-hmm. I realized that the people that were in my life were legit meant to help me. Because I was one to where I don't really like asking for help sometimes. And that's something that I'm working on and I'm getting better with it. And realizing that the relationships that I that I had, I had to really reevaluate because I'm an introvert. Mm-hmm. Hard for me to make friends because I'm not very personable sometimes. Yeah. But I'm, I'm working on it and I'm learning to be open. But, you know, I a lot of the relationships that have helped me through the process of where I am today they were all sent by God. Like, they just came out of nowhere. Like, even your wife, like, I wouldn't even know you guys. <laughs> yeah. Like, if, you know, if she tells the story of how we met, you know, and she she's the one, for those reading it, she's the one who wrote the forward in the book. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have met her um, had it not been for just God putting us in the in the same place. You know, we met at a technology company. Yeah, you know, yeah. And it was just, it was just faith. You know what I mean? And so I really feel like God, removed people mm-hmm. away from me and added to me you know travis green i just i listened to travis green and his wife dr green mm-hmm. um recently really a couple weeks ago and he was talking about genesis and talking about when god puts adam to sleep and it was just a, it was an amazing an amazing depiction of yeah. the scripture from when he puts him to sleep and then he takes the rib out and then creates a woman right mm-hmm. real spiritual but from a, from an aspect of just looking at it as a blanket statement he god has to in order for him to add to you you something else has to be distracted you got to make room mm. you know and so i felt like with me finally saying okay god do whatever you're going to do in my life in in all aspects and i believe that's when he just kind of faded some relationships out that weren't necessarily supporting not in a bad way it wasn't negative but they weren't giving me the support that I needed to take me into the seasons that I was going to be going through in the future, you know? And so for me, I got, I got really discouraged at points, but I wouldn't have made it through if it weren't for the support of the friends that I had. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And that was a part of it too. You were talking about cultivating your purpose. So that's, I guess that's one aspect of it. So what other steps do you think, uh, is a part or you think that a part of cultivating your purpose yeah shifting your mindset it's it's all in your mind if you wake up every morning and you're yeah i, I almost want to quote sister act if you wake up in the morning and you can't think about nothing but singing, <laughs> you're supposed to be a singer it's the same right. thing you know if you wake if you you think about it and you start speaking the things that you want eventually they're going to manifest or you're mm-hmm. going to create a determination in yourself to where you're going to want to pursue it you're going to create a spark you know mm-hmm. what I mean? To be able to lure you into what you're going through. And that creates desire. You yeah. know, and after the desire, all these other things are going to be added to you. But it's all about changing your mindset. You know, a lot of the times when I, when I wrote some of that stuff, I was in a place where I just didn't, 
the job that I was in, I was, um, I worked at a call center. Mm-hmm. That's just, that is not for me. Me neither. <laughs> I worked at two or three. Yeah. It's the messiest place on earth. Yeah. Oh my it, goodness. It wasn't, oh my gosh, it wasn't <laughs> the place for me. <laughs> Lord have mercy. But it taught, it taught me how to speak the things that I wanted to see. Yeah. You know, okay, well, I'm stuck at this call center. Okay, Loria, well, you're stuck in this place you know, whatever it might be, you're stuck there. There's nothing you can do to change the circumstances because for whatever reason, you know, maybe you need the money for bills or maybe, you know, X, Y, and Z, whatever the reason is you're stuck, but you're not really stuck. You're stuck physically, but you're not really stuck mentally. So for me, I started looking at it as, okay, since I can't change my circumstances, I can change my response to it and I can change my attitude towards where I am. And so I started Mm. looking at my job, or the places that I felt stuck at as resources. Okay, while I'm here, what is it that I can learn from my circumstances that's going to aid in who I'm trying to become? You know, while I'm here, let me do my job. I'm the queen of multitasking. Let me do my job, but while I'm here, let me do something else that's going to go towards my purpose. Okay, well, I got a design that I need to work on, so let me doodle here. Or Mm -hmm. while I'm at this job, I also need to finish writing this chapter for this book. Let me do this. So it's all about shifting your mind and really focusing completely 100% on where God, it, where God has called you to. There's a quote I mentioned in the book, too, where it says, uh, take, up, take up one idea, make that whole idea. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're everything. And I just think that's such a, an amazing quote, because if you legit wake up in the morning and you focus on where you're supposed to go mm-hmm. and not where you are, you're going to automatically start operating you know, and I'm yeah. a firm believer of start operating in where you're supposed to go. That way, by the time you get there, you're prepared. Mm-hmm. And it, like if they say, OK, well, now we want to we want to do this. We want to do X, Y, Z. Are you ready? You can say yes versus, yeah. OK, well, let me let me get my shoes together. I got I got to <laughs> find my pants. Let me iron my shirt. You're not ready. You know yeah. what I mean? So if you're changing your mind, I think that's a huge thing because so many people most of their complacency comes from them having just a poor mindset. You like tell people stuck. to be goal oriented, yeah. right? So like you wake up yeah, in the morning, absolutely. make up your bed. And that's yeah. and they say like I think what was some statistic I read, but like you make up your bed in the morning, you've already accomplished like right. your first goal for the day and it propels you to do more things. Right. Dressing um, for success and yeah. all that stuff too. Yeah. For me though too, I always like to remind people of um it was kind of like the way I, re- I re-came or came again to Christ is because things yeah. just made sense. Things had to make sense for me. Like, all I know yeah. was when I pray, I felt better. Or all I know was not tired, my money lasts longer, things like that. Like, yeah. it had to make sense logical for me as well. And then, you know, God did this whole thing. Because what people will do, they give you all this, you know, spiritual jargon. and oh, yeah. You know, ain't nothing wrong with that. It's all true. No, <laughs> you know, absolutely. right? But it's like... <laughs> right. People don't know this. So I'm, I'm, I'm at a point to where I'm, if, we're, if our jobs, like your job is doing it through graphic design or writing books, whatever, right? Whatever gifts the guy's giving you. Me is running my mouth. Right. It took me forever to right. figure that out. It's dope. Believe and it I not. love it. Keep right. doing it. No, you know? right? But I, it was a whole story. <laughs> no, but uh, I think that we owe it to people who are not like, you know, even raised up in church or just like an atheist or somebody who never even yeah. touched a church, right? To give them an explanation. Because we live in the information age, and you can tell somebody, well, God's good all the time. All the time, God is good. They'd be like, I don't know. Who's God? You know what I'm saying? Like, all the little yes, the, the yeah. isms of church. Yeah, you know, yeah, We yeah. just talk about, and, you know, well, you just got to believe, and you'll have a heart change, and this, that, and the third. Like, mm-hmm. what does that mean, though? 
Right. That's it. That stuff would really frustrate me. No yeah. tag. It would piss me. It would piss me off. Like, oh, yeah. God is good. Or don't worry, God. God is always on time. Well, yeah. uh, is my, my is my clock broke? Right. He ain't here yet. You he know ain't. what I mean? <laughs> and so for me, I think what frustrated me, I I I, I strive to be what sometimes I know I wasn't getting when I was younger. So for mm. me, I lacked, yes, you've given me scripture, you're giving me all this wonderful. And you, I came from a private Christian school, so okay. my classes were the Bible, right? But I was bored. Mm. Like, this is, that doesn't relate to me. You know, now that I'm older, yes, I'm, I'm studying the Bible and all that, but I didn't care back then. You know, mm-hmm. I give me something to where, okay, well, old boy was struggling with X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Well, that doesn't mean anything to me now. Help it relate to me. So for me, I wanted to be authentic and transparent. Listen, I struggled with this. I struggled with that. Let me tell you how I struggled and what I went through and the, the before and the after so you can see, okay, there's no way that I would have made it through any of this if it hadn't been for God, you mm-hmm. know? And letting people actually see the authentic side of, you know, whatever it might be. Because some people, you know, when you're administering to people, it's not about trying to throw the Bible at their forehead. They're yeah. not going to hear it. They're going to they gonna dodge it or they're going to be mad that you threw the Bible. <laughs> they want to actually have a relationship yeah. with you. So for me, I don't want to, you know, how I minister and how I, you know, speak to people. I'm not speak coming in with them with all these different scriptures. Because first of all, I got a bad memory. So I'm more than likely That's not going to be able to That's how I am. My buddy Matt, I mean, horrible. he could throw a scripture at you in two seconds. Y'all could be walking yeah. down the street. You'll trip. Yeah. He'd be like, you know, Moses said this. this, this. And like, I'm like, Bro, I, I don't. I never have that. And like, I really right. Don't but all right. I know, is when I'm talking to people, I have a, a feeling, right? Yeah. And that's the what the whole no tech part came from. It's like it may not be what you want to hear, what's politically correct, yeah. but it's right to me, right? Yeah. And it's something that's worked for me. And so, like, when I, even when like, cause I, you know, I'm still like debating on how to preach a mm-hmm. thing on work or the minister, or whatever, yeah. right? Because this could this could be it, right? But, but I don't, I don't, thing, I don't bro, know. I think, yeah, but here's the thing, bro. I think you're ministering already with what you're doing yeah. because it's really just you're sharing your relationship with him. I think people care more about understanding who he is and the character mm. of who he is versus all the Bible verses because everybody can't, you know, dissect scripture the way yeah. a pastor can or, or, or a minister can, but they can recognize God through who you are. And right. so for me, what I wanted to do in the book was give people a raw, authentic version of me what i went through and my relationship with who got and who god was in my life and i even say in the book it wasn't that strong in the beginning but as i kept going through different stuff i'm like man this has got to be something you know and so having one person i remember at the book signing i had a a a young lady that came up to me she was an atheist never heard Mm -hmm. about god she didn't she cared she was away from it right she was in the bookstore just by accident i think it was fate but mm-hmm. she was in the bookstore and she was about to leave. She heard me start speaking and she stayed. The lady came up to the table and was like, listen, are you going to be here? I can't afford the book, but you just really made me want to know God. She's like, I'm actually registered. I think she said she was registered. I don't know if it's a thing, but she was registered in some kind of directory with other atheists. But mm-hmm. just me having a conversation and telling what I went through on a real deal conversation, that opened the door to where I, I don't know anything about God, but I, I want to know a little bit more about him. Just I see something on you. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that was just a blessing. It's like, okay, if I didn't write this book for anybody else, that woman now has that seed planted. And I might not be the one to water. I have no idea what her name was. Don't I don't know be. who she yep. was, you know, but the seed was planted. And so I think a lot of times some people push a little bit too hard when it's really simple. 
you know, have a conversation with people, get to know people, get to understand what they're struggling with. You know, for me, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't have to know every, all the little details, but just me understanding that you're struggling in your situation. Mm -hmm. I can empathize with that. And I can speak to that because I could tell you what I went through. You know what I mean? That's that's actually a perfect segue to my next question. Now you're talking about struggles a lot. And in, in your faith yeah. journey. So I think, where, where is that thing at? So I think it's what struggles did you, I guess, that you had to go through. You know, I mean, whatever you want to talk sure. about, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you talk about a faith journey and realizing God's purpose for your life. So the realizing it, we can kind of back up even before cultivating it, just realizing it. So what struggles, because I think something I wanted to say too was before you get to the point to where, uh, you depend on God and you, all right, I'm here. Let's do it your way, God. There's like a breaking point for yeah. a lot of people that I don't think that we talk about enough because it's not popular, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, you know, we, we don't tell people, well, you you might be crying in your closet one night. Mm-hmm. Or we don't tell people, you know, you might think about killing yourself. Or we don't tell people right. you, you might go through these identity crises or whatever. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's usually, I say about eight times out of ten, if I had to guess, um, where you have to be before you actually like realize that God be like, hey, I'm here the whole time because we yeah. want to be in the front seat. And for me, especially, yeah. I, I'll say myself for the first, um, I, I was at the end of my breaking point in a bunch of different situations. I mean, whew, I mean, I yeah. should have, never mind, but <laughs> I wonder if I have I feel you. But no, I mean, yeah. think, so one time I was talking to this girl was going in or whatever, come to find out uh, she had a disease, okay? Mm. And I didn't have yeah. it. I went and got checked, right? And if any guy is listening, I'm just giving like one example. Yeah, I yeah. didn't know, right? But they, come to find out, the girl was known for being fast, this, that, and the third. And right. before, another time, um, I was supposed to have a kid, right? Oh, my goodness. Yep. Yeah. Or another time, I was supposed to be fired, but God blocked it. But it's just like, how many of those times does it take, does it take? Yeah. right? And so... That, that, I'm almost done, but that, that's the part, too, where I think of, of God's grace because, like, yeah, I got all them bad times, too, but if I could, and, and this way you get real Baptist, right? If I could just yeah. think about <laughs> all the times God has just showed right. up. It's got to be a hymn for that, right? And, but, you know, growing up in church, like, it was like, oh, man, all right, God held it down. He good. No, I mean, to tears, if you just sit down and think about, yes, because it ain't that many coincidences in the world. It's just not. Right. Right. And right. you think about, like, where God has uh brought you from yeah it's been some hard stuff too but it's all just you know you could have been dead or you could have you, mm-hmm. you almost didn't make it through that wreck or you know yeah. they just so happened to have that surgery to fix you in the right amount of time like it's just all this stuff yeah. like it can't be just coincidental and so yeah i believe that there had to be a point for you i know when i was reading and i, I saw a lot of that in the book as well uh like a breaking point like i said like what was that like for you coming out the dirt um yeah. because for me I mean, like I said, I'll give my example. Like, it was just, uh, it was like, I felt like I was in a, a moment, a season, as you say, that mm-hmm. God was like, I, right, you made it here. I mean, it, it felt like a, a legit warning. Like, I felt the heat, mm-hmm. you know? Because yeah. like, it lets you act up for 20 some odd years, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? You, you got, it's now or never. And I felt like I was at the yeah. end of my rope. And so, like, and, and doing that, what, um, how do you tell somebody like, all right, see the light? Or what was like your process in those struggles? Yeah. So for me, <clears throat> I was going through a bunch of different cycles and I didn't even realize it. Yeah. I 
I'll tell you when I finally realized, but for me, a lot of the struggle I had, some, a lot of it came from different jobs and having financial issues and stuff like that because Mm of, you know, I'll be honest and transparent. I talk about it in the book, but I lost my job several times, whether mm-hmm. it be fired, quit before you got fired, whatever. <laughs> and at first, you know, I was ashamed because nobody wants to say, you know, if somebody calls you, hey, I know what it's, I know what it's like to apply for unemployment because I can do mm-hmm. it in my sleep. You know, nobody yeah. wants to talk about that, but it's real. People go through different things, you know. And for me, I was going in all these different cycles. I said, okay, Lord, why am I going through? jobs like their rolls of toilet paper like I don't understand <laughs> what, what I'm struggling like wh- why am why do I keep having to switch you know and I feel like him he, you know he was saying okay well you're not supposed to be there or when you were there you didn't learn the lesson the first time yeah. and so for me I was in a cycle you know I wasn't on a merry-go-round where I just I wasn't learning what he needed me to learn and I believe that he kept putting me back in those situations until I actually realized what it was. You, you said know, just me, right here, you said God will continue to fight for your heart even when you miss all the signs. Yeah, I missed 100% <laughs> of them. And then it, it was like, okay, wait, L'Oreal. Because for me, my, my thing was, okay, God's not moving. I told you earlier, God's not moving fast enough. So let me figure yeah. out how I can survive. You know, re- being raised as you know, an independent person and a strong person, you're like, okay, well, I can provide. I can take care of myself. I can do this. So it's like, who you know yeah spiritual but be real you know if bills yeah. aren't getting paid you're like okay what can i do to go out there and take care of myself or mm-hmm. with my family you know and i had to sit and be like okay i legit have like i'm tired like i remember even you know sitting in front of a grocery store trying to figure out and count how much money i had so i can get groceries for my family and if you don't know what that's like that's cool that might not be your struggle yeah. but for somebody who can relate to that you can only imagine what that felt like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and and then the embarrassment that, that comes with your struggle. It's not just, it's it's the pressure of the struggle, but how are other people going to view you struggling? Or are you trying to keep it all together? Yeah. And at some point, it's just going to all explode because you're bottling it up and trying, you know, and it's shaking and eventually it's just going to break. Yeah. You know? And my, my breaking point was, I had I had a couple, but one of the ones that I really just knew, you know, we were, we had just, well, we, do we have Micah? No, we were, we had just found out we were having Micah. Okay. And we, I had to go on maternity leave and the job that I was at wasn't going to cover. And then it just mm. so happened that there was some situations on, you know, the other end with my husband to where we were like, okay, how in the world are we about to have a baby, be on maternity leave and provide like what, like this child yeah. needs things. What do you do with this? And we had no income, like none, you know, and I talk about it in the book and I go into detail there, but we had, you know, a stranger come up to us. We have no idea who he was. We had somebody come up and we're like, okay, Lord, I am struggling. I have nothing else to give. And people who work with me, even T can attest to my mental state. I was just gone, you know? And yeah. I was like, okay, Lord, I, I'm going to take my hands off because I had I've legit done everything that I can think of that I can do. I can't do it. You said you were with me. You said you've been with me. You said you'd be a provider, X, Y, and Z. I'm going to test you. I'm going to see if you're really going to be here like you said you were going to be here. That's so and I'm just, I was done. Like, yep. knocked out cold. I was done. I left my hands off of it. And Jay, when I tell you, my husband called me. Parents called me while I was at work and full of emotion. Hold on, you're breaking up. No. 
this person called my husband, like, hey, yeah. come meet me. Can you hear me? Mm, I got you now. Um, so this person called was like, hey, okay, cool. So he says, come meet me at such and such. And so my husband meets him. He's like, hey, and there's this guy that he doesn't know walks up to him. He's like, hey, I want to give you this. Hands mm-hmm. him an envelope and walks off. We have no idea who it was. The guy hands us $5,000. That never happens to me. Man. Never. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. okay. You know, is wait a minute. Like, how does this happen? I, I don't understand. And then in that moment, you're like, okay, I broke. I asked for help. God came to me. Yeah. I know he's real. So now it made me know that, let me put my faith in him. You know, another point was I was um, driving and, I got ran off. I got ran off the road by an eighteen mm-hmm. and I my car should have. Fl- it, I I still I can't even understand today. But mm-hmm. my car should have flipped several times to where I would have been on the other side of the highway. And all Ooh. I heard was a voice saying, "Just put your hands on the wheel. You ain't gonna steer the car. Just put your hands on the wheel." Mm. I'm, I didn't even realize I was crying. And my face was wet, and I'm like, "What is going on?" I'm crying the whole time. My car didn't flip. You know, it's like some of those highways where they have like the heel in the middle of the median. Yeah, yeah. So where yeah. it's nothing but grass and then more cars on the other side. Yeah. My car should have flipped several times, but I, I just had my hand on the wheel. Landed safely, no scratches, nobody was hurt. The other car that was affected. And I'm like, stuff like that. I'm like, okay, Lord, I hear you. I've been <laughs> I've been doing it my way. I get it, right? I get it. <laughs> You know what I mean? So people don't understand. So, Sometimes it takes a, a near-death experience. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> legit. You know, I, we could joke about it now, but I'm just like, no, yeah. And at the it's, time, I'm like, you, you really don't know. And so for me, just yeah, certain things that he's blessed me with and blessed my family with, there's no way that it I would have been able to do it without him. And so in those breaking moments, I realized I didn't have nothing else but do but to call God, like. Mm. And sometimes it wasn't even prayers. It was just like tears. But but he understood how I was feeling. I, I couldn't get any words. And, you know, when I was, you know, I grew up in church. When those old people would just be like, you can, if you just hum, he'll hear you. And I never understood. I'm like, okay, well, you ain't, you're not saying any words. You're not doing anything. I don't understand. How can he hear you? You know, but at that moment, I'm like, mm. in those breaking points where I was struggling, oh, I'm like, oh, my Lord, God, I can't. I'm in the middle of a call and I'm about to quit this job and walk out. But I can't because my family has to still eat or, you know what I mean? I still got to do certain things for my household. So, mm. no, okay, God, I'm just going to put my hand in the air just to show that I'm surrendering. You know, and then for me, my breaking point happened, but what came from it was my surrender. And in my surrender, I believe that he blessed me. And he was like, okay, I see your heart. I know that you're really wanting to put me first now in every yeah. aspect. And I think for me, that was my, where I turned and I'm like, okay, do I, do I, you know, stumble here and there? Yeah, we're human, you know, but overall, I understand that, you know, putting him first and moving myself out the way completely, mm-hmm. that's what I have to do, you know, and, and every day's not going to be to where you're like superwoman. There are days where I have to call my friends and be like, hey, I'm really struggling. I can't pray. I'm pissed off. I, mm-hmm. I don't have it today. Can you pray for me? And that's where the, the relationship that God put in my life were building me back up in times where I was weak. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. I like where you said, uh, I think you said being broken is in- inevitable. Yes, absolutely. And, and people take that for granted. So like, um, I mean, even like starting your business against where you are now, people people underestimate the grind, right? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. There's, 
Man, there's a um, a YouTube video. Uh, I think it's like Nike created or something. I think mm-hmm. everybody know in life and heard it, but it's like and then like and then this boy, this is guy with a deep voice, the grind. It's got hitting the yeah, yeah. alarm clock. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like four yeah. in the morning, and he yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it mainly for like sports, but you can kind of apply it to your life, and we you know it's just about pushing uh, pushing through, pushing mm-hmm. past your limits and things like that. It's super motivational. Um, there was a call to, it reminded me of that too it was a call to action kind of like in your book towards the end it was like truth or dare right or it's like yes. yeah. so what what was that like for you because you explained it cultivating it you know now we're towards the end of the book now it's like alright I gave you the road map purpose mm-hmm. you know in the book yeah. with the map design looking all good right but it's <laughs> like you, it was like a call to action to people and I thought that was so like um, what's the word eloquent for lack of better words yeah True. Prolific, even <clears throat> in my dictionary. No, <laughs> word um, of the day or no? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but I think people need that more than ever it's because they even, they even tell you, like in businesses, yeah. you send out marketing emails, like, yeah, mm-hmm. we give these people all this information and just expect them to just buy it or expect them to just uh, do whatever. And this is like a business tip as well. So you're getting all these free yeah. gems today. No text. Sure. No. But no, it's uh, for both of us. That's what I'm saying. Right, right, right. I always say we got to charge for these. No. So there's a call to action. So like even in the marketing email, you give people all this information, like LST designs. All right, book here. Or mm-hmm. like what you see, you know, you give people the opportunity because we're, you know, even in like in the recruiting world, right mm-hmm. so i get an applicant great guy great female whatever talk to him the ones you want so i'm doing i'm doing all you know i'm doing all of this stuff so you can tell the yeah. interest oh yeah i want to be this in the army i want to be that i want uh, and so you think you gotta right yeah. until it's time to to do whatever to sign mm-hmm. that line or whatever then but my i think when i was getting taught and this is the same thing i was taught like in my whole life because I've always had a job running in my mouth. It was like, did you uh, ask them, do they want yeah. to join the army? And it seems so trivial. You, if they, yeah. they said they, they brought their social, they brought the documentation, mm-hmm. they read, they picked the day out to go, but he's like, did you ask them? Yeah. And it's like, people are so afraid to just, mm, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. To just do it. It's that mindset, dude. Like, they people, you never know people's backstory. Like, it could have yeah. been, you know, their mama, their grandmama, their daddy telling them, no, you can't do this or you, what you want isn't yeah. practical. You know, you know, our parents grew up in, in, a, in a generation where what they needed to do, they had to just push and grind to provide for their family, you know, mm-hmm. and some of them, their dreams legit were deferred. They weren't able to live in their dreams. And I saw so many people, older and younger, I don't like to see people just let, just walk over their dreams and just literally leave something a gift just lying on that's like leaving four hundred dollars taking it out your wallet and putting it on the ground and say here i'm not i don't want to use it you know what i mean why would you do that no let's take this gift and invest it and push and i think you know a lot of people having that mindset of okay well so many people told me that i couldn't Mm -hmm. Why, why can i now because all you have to do is say yes to yourself you're saying yes to yourself you're saying yes to god you're saying here use me you know, and I, it just people, I played truth to dare on so many reasons that were bad, oh, yeah. you know, but really daring myself to know, okay, I dare you. It's like people need some type of push. Either yeah. I dare you to do this, to step out on faith and to walk into something that you're good at. Start that business, write that book, 
go to school, go get this degree. No, go yeah. do it. Who's stopping you? There is no negative because if it doesn't work, you're still going to be in the same place. So why not? Mm. You know, or even just giving people, some people need permission. Some people have been told no all their life. All they need is for somebody to just yes, say, yo, yes, it's, yeah. it's okay for you to do it. Nothing's stopping you. You have what you need. Mm-hmm. Go and do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so for me, I just saw so many people just stuck. And I'm just like, no, I dare you to do it. And you have permission. You you don't need it, but you have the permission to do it. Because mm-hmm. like some people operate to where they've been told what to do so many times in their life. You know, even when work, you nine to five. Okay, I use a call center, for example. Okay, well, you're on a clock. So you do break, you do here, you're on the phones, and then here you can go and have a potty break right here. Some <laughs> yeah. people legit need, you know what I'm saying? Some people legit can I use the bathroom? Right. Just, right. They need permission right. to go and live on purpose. So no, in my book, I really wanted to empower people and motivate them and push them. Even if it's small. Like I'm not saying, you know, you you have a dream today and then tomorrow, boom, you're going to be 100% there. No, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm saying all those baby steps will eventually equate to the greatness that you're pushing yourself towards. But mm-hmm. you have to believe in yourself. It's one thing for me to believe in you. You know, Jay can believe in you on the podcast. But if you don't believe in yourself and believe that it's something that's possible, even outside of spirituality, if you don't think that you can do something, it's not going to get done. Mm-hmm. You know, And so in my call to action, I really wanted to push people to take themselves to a, a next level. Even if it's something as simple as, okay, today I'm gonna wake up in the morning and I'm gonna say to myself that I love my job instead of I hate my job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did that. I, I, I do not. Like, you know what I'm saying? I hated my job. Or, or yeah. I, I'm, I really I'm do love my job though, but sometimes I hate my job. <laughs> right, of course. You know what I mean? But you're, yeah, still, I got but you. you're still, what you're doing is still in line with, you know what I'm saying? What, you know, it's mm. still talking. So you get it, you know? But of course, there aren't, there aren't going to be, every day's not going to be easy. But it's yeah. in those hard moments. Here's the thing. When you're struggling, your character and who you are shows the most when you're struggling. When you're in the trenches and you're getting punched, who are you really? You know, I like, I think I talked about it in a book where I'm talking about, you know, a scene from Creed where. Which one? Creed 2. Oh, yeah. If you ain't seen it. I'm going to spoil it because at this point, it's, 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 it's on Amazon out, Prime you know already. It's whatever. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so there's a point where Creed got beat up by the Russian dude, right? Yeah. Oh, he, he got towed up no too. More. He got yeah. it was horrible. That dude got beat down. That's how I felt in life, bro. I was like, okay, I'm just done. I, I don't yeah. do nothing. His his girl, like, okay, well, I don't know what to do with him. No, he needed to be pushed. He needed to get to a different level. Yeah. And I think one of the most powerful scenes is when he's at the when he's in the desert, right? And yep. he's getting punched and he keeps getting beat, but mm-hmm. he keeps going. He keeps stepping back into the ring and he's yep. like, you know, Rocky's telling him, he's like, no. I need to teach you how to fight when you're hurt. You know, I need to teach you and prepare you right when it's one thing to prepare for a fight. You know, you're going to win, but to prepare for something to get hit, it's like God has already equipped you to pull on a full weight. It's like, okay, well, if I'm already this close in the trenches and I'm getting hit and I'm, I'm getting knocked down, but I still, I know what it feels like to be beat. I know what it feels like to be hurt. I know what it feels like to be on the ground by the time, and you're conditioning yourself for that struggle. Mm. I believe like if we're building and we're conditioning ourselves for the struggles that we're going through, by the time that something else comes up, you can be like, okay, what's next? You know, okay, well, I struggled with losing a job. 
all right, cool. I lost another one. All right, what's up? Let me apply for unemployment. Let me do this. Let me do that. But none of it stopped me from moving in my purpose. It's a blessing. I learned from it. What's next? You know, a lot of the times we're struggling and we're going in different cycles because we didn't learn the first time. Mm. You know, if we stopped and, you know, I I talk about in the book, like prepare for your struggles. How do you do that? Because you don't know when the struggle is coming. Exactly. But if you're prepared before it gets there, it's still going to hurt. But you know how to fight the battle. You know how to stay ready. You ain't got to get ready. Exactly. And I think like that movie is just like excellent to where it it just really shows that by the time he got back into the fight at the end, boy, I was like in tears. I'm like, oh, Oh, yeah. You know, and it it was so powerful for me because that movie was like a visual example of me struggling. And I'm, I'm just like, Terrence, looking at me, why are you crying? Baby, you don't understand. You don't Listen, get it. <laughs> I got a plug for you. So I cried on Sing. Remember that cartoon, Sing? That was a good movie, man. I'm still standing. I love that movie. Yes. I'm still standing. I love it's it. The, it's for my daughter, but that's okay. I watch, I watch it, it by myself. That's that is one of my good. favorite movies. When that right. dude was like, I'm still standing. Yeah, I was like, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm like, it was. Right. Because I'm still standing through all yeah, this mess here. and you know, all the stuff that that little gorilla or whatever it was went through. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it was right. Well, I love what you said. And this is going to be the title of the episode. You just changed it. Fight awesome. when you're hurt. Yeah. That is, that is awesome. Man, oh my goodness. That's good. You got to charge for this one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to spoil. What did you say? I was just gonna say, put just press the donate button. To donate, your, to your donate, podcast, right? Bro. I'm gonna say that in a minute, right? I don't want to spoil too much of the book. Uh, let me just say too, um, I'm so proud of you. I hear Thank y'all talking so all much, the time. Man. I'm so proud of you. Um, your your family's beautiful. Uh, you know the struggle piece. I, I think is gonna hit home with people. You have a lot of great nuggets, a lot of great quotes, and I see it like being reflected through your your life. I've Thank seen you. the growth of you through Tiana, you know, yeah. uh, you know, your relationship with God, your uh, as a woman. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Just yeah. the whole concept. And I think it's it's perfect that you came at this point in time. I, just like at the beginning of the uh, episode, like I don't think that was mm-hmm. on, on uh, I don't think that was a coincidence that it was right after I was feeling bad because yeah. you know, and it's something too that. I don't know the book was so purpose driven because everybody, I mean, this book is literally for everybody. And I can right. say that like wholeheartedly because everybody struggles, whether you believe in God or not, but why am I here? You know, if, yeah. this, if this Topo Chico bottle is my guy, <laughs> I'm going to pray to this bottle. Like, what's my purpose bottle? You know, yeah. <laughs> it's just like right, everybody exactly. wants to know why they're here because the people, the, the prodigies get on my nerves. Like, you know, you, yeah. you give, the, give the dude a drum. I mean, yeah, I play the drums or whatever, but I'm always looking like some seven-year-old that's like a, you know, works for like uh, t- <laughs> Tama Drums or something. I'm like, right, I don't yeah. care. The people yeah. have it. It comes so easily. But when you struggle with it, I think you appreciate it a lot more and you're able to operate. Absolutely. And it's yeah. the book's You treasure it. Yes, yeah. man. So any, any last words before we get to the last segment of the podcast? Uh, man, just encouraging people just to push yourself a little bit further than you did before, you know. Mm. Change how you view your situation. You know, if you're bogged down and you're just stuck, you yeah. know, change how you're viewing it. Look at it at, from a sense of, okay, well, while I'm here, let me put in work to get to where I really want to be. And just yeah. understand that it's a process. It's, it's going to take time. You're going to get hurt, but you can have, you can be, you can have a support and what you're going through, all of the turmoil, all the struggle, it's going to have a point 
and it's going to mean so much more when you get it and you're going to value and just to be able to watch who you who you are right in that moment yeah who you who you can change into is a beautiful thing man so i just i encourage people if you're struggling look i'm even opening up if you want prayer you know they got they got i'm sure you're gonna put myself in the bio but hit me up i don't mind you know what i mean because i know what it's like to hurt and to struggle yeah and i just i just want to help other people so i just encouraging everybody just to don't give up keep going that's what's up so we're not the part of the podcast of no tech talk where you have a perfectly curated scripture just for you miss henderson yes no one will ever get this scripture in the uh the future of the podcast and they have not gotten the script scripture in the past in the last 14 episodes i don't know what i'm going to do when i run out of scripture but we'll cross that bridge <laughs> when we get there it's a big book <laughs> right i'm gonna be like jesus whip <laughs> <That's your scripture. laughs> right in the beginning oh <laughs> uh, no so uh jeremiah 29 and 11 bro was that the one yes that's the one. That's, you know that's the one that's like for i know the plans i have for you Yes, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in the future. That's so funny. I had three other ones that I was looking through, and this one, like, that's crazy. We talked about this prior to the episode, y'all. She said, she pretty much guessed the scripture. Yeah, It wasn't no guess. It was in the spirit. We're going to say that. I I felt it. I did feel it. I was like, he said, I was like, how many, there's a whole bunch of 29 11s in the Bible, but what are the Mm. odds he's going to pick this one, you know? (laughs) Um, so what it means to me, and then obviously, you know, you come in and say what it means to you and then we'll get out of here. I want to thank you for your time. Um, I think this scripture is very, um, you can stretch this scripture a lot because, you know, of course, you know, you could read it in one season, I could read another season and we can get something completely different. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just recognizing that there is a plan for you, which is what most people uh, kind of neat. I think that started the 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 baby milk of uh, Christianity right. or coming to Christ, right? <laughs> right. To realize that there there is a, a plan, ultimate, supernatural, divine plan for you. You didn't just be born just to be born. You know, you you're, you're not just living yeah. just to live. You're not just even working at Wendy's just to work right. at Wendy's. You know, right? And so, um, it's it's recognizing that, and so you you were empowered in that moment when you realize that oh man, there's there's a God. That yeah. has a plan for me. There's a God that that strategically put me in these places on purpose, right? No pun intended. Right. On purpose. Right. Now, right. and um, and those plans to include to prosper and not to hurt you. So when yeah. you realize that, because it, the world hurts you. Yeah. Your, your husband, your wife will hurt you. Yeah. Your children yeah. will hurt oh, you. <laughs> you know, no matter how young they are, they will pinch you. Whatever, right? Um, and then it ends with a hope in the future because mm-hmm. hope is, it's, it's, now that's a cliche word if you ever want to use one, and especially in the superhero community, you know, mm-hmm. everybody know I love superheroes, but hope Man. is something that, um, uh, that we're going through now, like with the riots yes. and COVID yes. and, you know, yes, there's faith, but you know, we want it, I think at the end of the day, people want something to believe in, to hope in. Of course. Um, and it, he wraps it up so well in this scripture. So anyway, that's for me. What you think? So for me, for I know the plans I have for you. It's, it's for me, it's saying, it's like, okay, for I know the plans I have for you. You don't know the plan. You have no idea what it is. So mm-hmm. for me, I would always 
okay, well, you got to be doing this because if you do this, can we, spider web, trying to, trying to map it all out. It, it, it doesn't, yeah. it's not going to go the same way because that's not the way he designed it. He designed the plan. So you don't know what it is. It's like the mm-hmm. coach on a football team. Coach knows the plays. He's going to call the plays based off of what he sees. You may not know, you may not be able to see what he sees. So for yeah. me, uh, really surrendering and allow God, okay, for I know the plans I have for you. Okay. For me, I don't know what it is, but there's trust in it. You know, being vulnerable enough to let God have your trust, you know, and knowing that for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. So, you know, it's going to result, even though those struggles are, they're hard right now, eventually you're, there's something good going to come out of it. Yeah. He's not going to harm you. So everything you're going through, you know, it's, it's going to, it's going to hurt, but you're not going to die from it. You're not going to, you're not going to, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're not going to be. So if you don't, if you trust him and don't give up and mm-hmm. you have hope, and understand that there's going to be something greater, you know, especially with everything going on right now. If you know, yes, it's going to hurt right now, or there's that pruning stage where we have to really focus on what it is that, that we're struggling with and, and mm-hmm. push past that. Yeah. Just, it's just such a, it's my favorite scripture and I even have it on a bracelet. So that's why I said it's funny. You, ah. you pick that verse, right? <laughs> but for me, it's just in those times where I'm really just down, it is so encouraging and motivating to know. So, yes, is it frustrating to know that I don't know the plan? No, I don't know it, but I know God's heart and I know his You just got to be ready to execute. Yeah, exactly. I can yep. speak to who he's been before. And if he did it, legit cliche, he did that back then. He, I'm still here because of him. So pro, not, plans to prosper you, not to harm you. I'm not, I'm supposed to be in the grave. You know, my car was supposed to flip, but I'm still Man. here. He didn't yep. harm me. I'm still here. You know what I mean? So it's just a very encouraging scripture and i think it speaks to what's to come of my life prosper could mean so many different things but i'm grateful and i look forward to it you know that's good and to go through a struggle and be able to still be excited that's how you know it's growth where you come out (laughs) motivated versus depressed you know encouraged versus you know feeling like you want to give up you know yeah that verse is just really is is one to my heart you know what i mean mm-hmm. so that 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 would be my example and, you know, it's a, char- a charge <laughs> to other people to look at the verse if you never read it before i'm so glad we did this yeah this is amazing. man i'm so excited thank you for having me thank yes. you for having me man. so let everybody know where they can reach you the instagrams the medias the the websites yes, all yes. that absolutely i'm on instagram it's at l'oreal.henderson for those who cannot spell it that's okay it's l-o-r-e-a-l dot mm-hmm. henderson h-e-n-d-e-r-s-o-n and for those who want to see my art that we mentioned before you can at the my company page is at lst designs right and then uh for my website for people who want to buy the book i would love for you to read the book and you know uh, and it, share my experiences with other people and just use it as a guide to be encouraged for whatever you're going through. Yeah. It's a www.lstdesignsconsulting.com. Yep. And that's all yeah. going to be in the bio. Dope, dope, dope. <laughs> Super dope. And you can also, my shameless plug, go to notechtalk.com. Help uh, LST Designs help do that logo on there as well. It's the first thing you're going <laughs> to see. It's amazing. Uh, if you'd like to Appreciate share or support the uh, podcast, that would be great. You can go on the website, notechtalk.com. You can also go on the bio and go to anchor.com. And the support there is well. This is always a reminder to live on purpose, live with no tact in your life. Peace. Peace. Thanks, guys.